0: Hey everyone, welcome to Take the Stage Opera Podcast. Have you ever felt that itch in the back of your throat? You know the one. It's every singer's worst nightmare and we start to down throat coat tea and honey as fast as possible. But here to make keeping those mucusy skin folds we slap together a little easier is episode 26 on vocal self-care.
1: Is everyone saying no to your singing career?
0: Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy.
1: Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation.
0: There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat.
1: In Boca Lupo.
0: Thank you for joining us today, everyone. I am your co-host, Mariah Wilcox, and here with me, thank God, is my co-host, Evan Dunn. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: Just peachy.
1: So, um, tonight (laughs) at dinner, um, Mariah was getting to parent my children a little bit.
0: (laughs) It's been a rough day for everyone, and I don't like to parent children because I don't like them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I, you know, I'm trying to parent my kids and sometimes I just give up and I'm like, I'm just going to ignore them a little bit. And Mariah (laughs) comes in to save the day and is like, stop being a brat. (laughs) And I'm like, thanks, (laughs) Mariah. (laughs) I'm
0: glad you felt that way because I was like, I am overstepping my boundaries. But it just like came out of my mouth. I was like, Mary Alice, shut up. I didn't say that. No, (laughs)
1: we didn't. She didn't say brat or shut up.
0: It didn't help though because I'm never good at it, so. But anyway, we would love to introduce our guests today. Um, So today, as we mentioned, we're going to be talking about vocal self-care. And here to talk to us is Dr. Karine Hochman. uh, Soprano, how are you doing, Karine?
2: Hey. So we're talking about health. I just have to say, uh, I'm not a doctor, like medicine doctor. Right. It's a very important distinction these days. (laughs) Yes. In the American culture. Yes, of course. But...
0: My goodness.
2: Hi. (laughs) But I am a doctor. My Jewish mom is happy.
0: Absolutely.
1: You are a doctor, and we're so grateful to have you on. Um, Dr. Hochman, she is an Israeli soprano. She received her undergrad and master's from the prestigious Juilliard School of Music and the Curtis Institute of Music every singer's dream school it's fine she has <laughs> performed with the israeli state opera pittsburgh opera and chautauqua to name a few and she currently resides in las vegas with her family
0: yes Woo! Henderson. Yeah. well
1: yeah it's like the same thing
2: yeah
0: is it, it yes. really technically henderson
2: oh it's not really technically it's a hundred percent henderson <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole new municipality. It's different.
1: So are you like anti Las Vegas? Like if someone says you're Vegas, are you like, uh-uh, no, I'm not from Las Vegas?
2: Didn't I just do that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Answered the question very succinctly. Listen,
0: Thanks. the places that I've lived in Vegas, I have lived in Vegas proper. I've lived in paradise. Yeah. I've lived in North Las Vegas. You've lived
2: in Paradise,
0: paradise. That's where you and LV is.
2: I've been to paradise. <laughs> you know that one. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: Now I do. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've it's lived in. Song.
0: I've also lived in Henderson. I've lived in Green Valley Ranch. Like I just, all of it is is yeah. Vegas. To that's me. what
2: I've heard. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm horrible
0: today. I'm sorry. Don't
2: know what happened. Uh, I took the clown
0: medicine today. Oh, it's fine. I wish I had (laughs) taken it too. Okay, so I first met Karine in 2016 when I was studying as her cover, which for non-upper people, that is basically an understudy. So I was understudying her as Helena in A Midsummer Night's Dream. And I was just absolutely floored to be able to learn so much musicality and acting from a woman who had so much experience in performing.
1: Yeah, so um, Karine, we want to hear a little bit more about your education and um, how that's led you to where you are.
2: Sure. Before I say this, Mariah was my cover. Just because she's, she came after me and she was younger than me. <laughs> uh, she, just so you know, because, you know, you think of Believe me, I remember you did one of the rehearsals with the orchestra. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting in the theater and I'm thinking, I gotta go home. <laughs> <laughs> this girl no! can really sing this stuff. Oh my it's gosh. It's so true. I even told, Ma- you can ask Michael, he knows, you know, a friend of ours. I told him, oh my gosh, that's like, she... Was amazing. So, just so I just wanted to tell it, to tell you how amazing you are. Inspirational. Oh, thank so, you, Cuddy. <laughs> yeah, and I mean it. There's there's proof, record. This is not just lip service. You can ask Mike. I was like, yeah. Um, yes. Okay. So, so, so go ahead and tell us. yes So I, I went to school. I you know I I I really wanted to be a doctor. That's the truth. My yearbook says uh, I'm most likely to be the first singing surgeon. But by fluke, I went to, long story, a friend of mine got into Juilliard and I'm like, oh, that sounds like a fun place. I love to sing. (laughs) You know, I sang, but it wasn't, I didn't, I really didn't know you can study it like you study piano. I studied piano for many years. It seems to me so natural. Today, of course, nothing, it's the most difficult instrument there Mm -hmm. Oh, but um, so I tried, and you know, by the grace of God, or I got in or not, and then so I did my undergrad there, and then I was very, extremely fortunate to go to real paradise, which is called Curtis, which is Mm. that place was outstanding. And uh, Michael Eliza, who ran it back then, was Just understood singers. I've never met somebody who understood singers so well. That's amazing. And was so invested in their success with such gusto and enthusiasm that it just was, that's all a singer could ask for, is somebody who's excited with them.
0: You know, I feel like there aren't many schools anymore that have somebody like that there.
1: A lot of times teachers in our industry are jaded by, you know, having maybe had a frustrating career themselves or, you know, and they can bring that negative energy to their students. And I feel like a lot of teachers have that. And, you know, I'm not saying it's their fault, but it's just, I think it's just a a bit of the reality Mm -hmm. of what's going on right now. So to have been in a situation like you were where you felt so supported, that's really awesome.
2: I think jaded is just this... Jaded, bored. It's, it's fear. It's fear. It's based on fear right. that I'm not a good teacher, that I wasn't yeah. a good singer, not dealing with all the things and then afraid that I'm going to damage somebody and then, you know, right. damaging them. It's so fear. It's and people are afraid. Right.
0: Well, Karine, we wanted to talk today about keeping our voices healthy and you have worked with some of the greatest voices in the world. And well, also besides being an incredible vocalist yourself. So we wanted to know, because you teach a lot of private students who many of them are amazing singers as well, what do you say when a student comes to you and they are sick? Can they sing? Should they sing? Um, what is your opinion on that? Go home.
2: <laughs> Don't <laughs> off <cough> on me. <laughs>
0: But say like a student no, like know, has an audition and they're I not know. coming to see you. Like absolutely, do not come to see me if you're sick because I don't want to get sick.
1: We're on Zoom, okay? Yeah, you're on Zoom.
2: Yeah. I'm you just know. kidding, you know. So
1: <laughs> I know you're kidding, but kind of okay. not First kidding. Of course, but not
0: kidding no. at all. No,
2: no, don't make me sick. So <laughs> right now we're in Zoom, exactly. So that's a completely different world. Forget about that. Um, when we're in in person, if a person is is like sometimes allergy or swollen. Um, First of all, I say, if you have a fever and you're feeling sick, don't sing. Oh my gosh. Unless you have something. What happened?
0: No, like if they have a fever, like why are they even oh. out of bed?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't come. It's pretty much a no-brainer. And if you don't have anything important, yeah. don't sing. Right. Really. There's no need to sing on, you know, at, at more advanced stages, it's okay to learn how to sing, to manage to right. sing when you're sick. Um Otherwise, if you have an audition, that you know, it's a tough question. It's a tough question. I, I would check. There are people who are better than me in that. That's something I would still <laughs> still have to To I, I hope I don't have to take a lot of responsibility over something like that. But as a sure. teacher, you do. And it's inevitable. Um, first of all, if you can, get scanned, number one. Yeah. As much as I can tell by hearing, scanning is always better. If you can scanning, get like- it. Getting a You're vocal fold. Yeah. Yeah. Look at your forwards. Um, Head voice is a great indicator. Right. Head voice. Can you, can you phonate on your head voice? You mm-hmm. know, are you able to do that? How strong you are? Can
0: you like smoothly phonate through? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Sirening. You can mm-hmm. siren.
2: There's a lot of things you, you can do, you know, but if you can avoid it, avoid it. I think people that get to a level where it, they can't afford to cancel, they already have a backup plan. Sure. Um, Truthfully, um, thank goodness, I didn't have to use backup plans a lot in my life. I I kind of approach it from a preventative medicine because yeah. twice I had to cancel. I, I, once I was afraid to cancel and I didn't cancel and I actually almost hurt my voice. Wow. And that really, really scared me. Yeah. So I usually, I, I, I'm sorry I don't give you a miracle answer. There are, I'm sure people <laughs> can give you amazing There medicine, aren't what miracle to do. answers. No, no, but there are singers who really know exactly how yeah. to deal with their voice when they're sick. I, I just approach it from a place where I don't try to expose myself as little as possible to people when I sing, sadly yeah. enough. I, uh, I, and also I work on a, a lot of balance Trying to not get to the place where you're sick, which is hard because right. it's stressful.
1: Yeah, and I understand that you love wearing masks, which I think a lot of <laughs> us have started falling in love with masks. But have let's we? talk. I, you know, honestly, I kind of like it.
0: Oh, my gosh. I cannot handle them. I hate them so well, much. Well,
1: like, there are definitely times. Like, I don't love it working out or something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's frustrating. But, like, when I'm out in public, I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah try to give me your cold. <laughs> huh? <laughs>
0: well but like even then like you still need like a K 95 you know
1: right i know it's not going to protect you a hundred percent but just you know, oh but it's it a little it, bit at, extra
2: i always fly with the masks always it's, since always and i always let people know uh i'm i'm a singer and i can't mm. get sick so i let them know i'm a singer and an airplane you can get really sick i'm gonna put this mask on i'm not weird i'm just yeah. Right. Yeah. No,
1: you are weird. You are a singer.
0: Right.
2: Yeah, I am weird. Once I even had a, a, a flight attendant move me, move me really? from a seat. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's if amazing. I sit, if I sit next to someone and they're sick, I, I, I can't even tell you I'm crazy to get off the flight. Like I really, usually they're nice if you ask nicely. But right. when I do sing and when I did travel a lot, I would stay in my hotel room. Mm -hmm. and read and watch television and not talk to people you know
0: it's kind of a lonely career
2: yes
0: that's what I keep hearing from people who are like really working and have been working in the business a long time yeah it is just lonely because you go to these cities this is not what we were talking about today but you go to these cities where you don't know anybody you may not even know the language and you just go to rehearsal and then you go home
2: it, de- it also depends on the personality. I have a lot of friends who are very, have huge careers and they're traveling all over the world and everywhere they go, they enjoy, that's part of yeah. why they wanted to be a singer. They go <laughs> sightseeing. Right. But I'm not that personality. I get very tired from, yeah. emotionally, I am a very, I observe and I need a lot of clarity and, and strength, not a lot of stimulation. Yeah. So I try to just rest a lot and be by myself. So it's also who you are. You have to know yeah. what makes you tick, what balances you out, right. how you can just come back to a place where you feel calm. For me, when usually that keeps me healthy, and that's what I try to approach yeah. all the time. But I've seen hotel rooms in very beautiful cities. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so you were talking about preventative measures. What do you suggest students do to keep their vocal folds in shape? Not only from, like, virus and bacteria, but also from, like, vocal nodules and things like that.
2: Get a good teacher. Mm. And a teacher that encourages you a lot, but also doesn't get let you get away with anything. Yeah. That Like, learn how to phonate correctly. How do <laughs> yeah. you phonate? No, right. no, it sounds silly. No, 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 that's, no, it's true. Find a teacher that is so specific that you know exactly what you're doing oh, and again caveat is that's right for me. There are people who don't need that Red. really are natural singers so again there's no one fit all for me it's finding a good teacher if I am calm technically i am I am free I need to be calm technically um but know you know your voice and 99% of the time you need a good teacher, good ears that you can count on. Yeah. That will make you express yourself, will give you the freedom to be expressive in a healthy way that's fitting to a singer. Because yeah. that's, I think, the hardest thing. We, we, we all come to singing because we want to express. And singing is not intuitive. It's actually counterintuitive in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, if you, meaning, if you push harder in your throat... You, you know, when we speak, if we want to speak louder, we would push harder, right? right. We would speak louder, but that's not correct for singing, right? right. And so it's counterintuitive in that sense. So, right. know, know how to, to do what you want to do expressively in a way that fits with the vocal technique that's healthy.
1: So, it can what? Support that. So, if a student runs into some of these vocal problems, they've. Um, you know, maybe they're not phonating correctly in part of their range, or you start to hear something that's not going well, what do we do?
2: So it depends. Is it a uh, something that, how do you say it? Uh, pathological? Is it a pathological problem or is it a technical problem? Meaning pathological is it, do you have uh, like a physical, do you have muscles injury in your larynx? Don't say these things. <laughs> or nodule, things that need medical attention. Okay. These go to a speech therapist, go to a speech therapist that um specializes uh, with singers. See a good teacher. Go ask advice for somebody who specializes in this. Yeah. I'm a good teacher, but I'm okay, I'm a decent teacher. I don't know everything. That's the truth. Right. And I yeah. will not lie about there's things I know a lot about, uh or but there's things I, I, I would definitely pick up the phone and say, I call all the time my colleagues and say I have a student who has this and this and this issue. How do you solve this? How would you work on this? Right. I just heard, uh, just heard a uh, uh, same thing on uh, Facebook Live. They had, um, they had a teacher from uh, the JCC um, in Palisades in New Jersey. And she was, she was a cello teacher, but she was talking about what makes a good teacher. I'm diverging, but she was saying that she keeps talking about the cello with her colleagues and she keeps working on her own technique. And that was True, really yeah. inspiring. Yes. Ask questions. Don't. So to answer that, I will when I see a student. If I see problems, I will call a colleague up and I say, "I'm hearing this and this and this. How would you approach
1: this?"
0: Right. So, I do that too with my private mm-hmm. students.
1: That is amazing, Kareen. Yeah. So we have oh. a few other questions. <laughs> we want to know, uh, throughout your career, at least from all the singers we've ever known. We are told all the things that we should be and what we shouldn't be and what our weaknesses are and how we have to please everyone and and
0: change ourselves.
1: Change ourselves, exactly. And we want to know what that one thing is for you that you have felt is your weakness and how you have overcome it. And if you felt like you didn't need to overcome it, we want to know what that thing is for you.
2: So, a few things. If somebody tells me, this is your weakness, okay? And I feel inside horrible. I know what they're saying is true. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. If I feel calm around it and I say, okay, then I know it doesn't apply to me anymore and it doesn't matter anyway. Mm. And so if somebody tells me, if somebody tells me that I am this and this and this, I go, thank you very much. And I just don't fight it and listen to it and see what comes up. Yeah. Okay. And but uh, the other thing is and I think I talked to you about, about this is that for years I knew I was a soprano I always right. felt I was a soprano and I was always told I was a mezzo and I never really thought it eh, because I don't think it would have I, I wasn't around anybody that I felt was a gonna help me make that change. I d didn- wasn't brave enough to make the change. I was already in a system that I was kind of walking along and going along and I didn't know how to stop it and get off the boat and change. Right. And so life took care of it by itself and I found a way to do it. I found Dr. Anderson actually was the first person to really help me with that and tell me, Yes, you are a soprano. It's right. made me so happy. Yeah. You know. Um, But I was careful with it because, you know, also hearing what you want to hear can be dangerous too. Yes, absolutely. You know, we can lie to ourselves. And so you have to be careful. And The person you listen to advice from has to be somebody your gut knows that they're telling the truth rather than what you want to hear so you can like yourself. Yes. Yeah. You know, so um, the one thing I can say is learn to like yourself by yourself. Meaning... Also allow yourself to hate yourself and ha- allow mm. yourself to be unhappy mm. with yourself and work every day to ask, how can I love myself? How can I have peace and quiet inside? That's all you
0: need. So how do you hate yourself, Katrine? Like without oh, it being? Oh, I
2: hate myself with passion, like, just like I love. I mm. sit, I do it by myself a lot. I do it in the shower. I cry. I cry the dreams that I want. I cry the dreams that I have to give up. I cry about where I want to be, of the things that I cannot do, of the things that I'm afraid of, all the time. And I hate myself for not being mm-hmm. able to be a better person. And then you continue. Life goes on. But at least, you know, I didn't lie to myself. Yeah. When you lie to yourself is when it gets scary. Right. Because then you need other people to reinforce that lie to you. Yeah. And they won't. They right. won't reinforce Life will only reflect what you have inside. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so moving into a maybe a lighter subject, we wanted to know if you have a book that you would recommend that people read. It doesn't have to be musical; it can be just something that has influenced your life in some way.
2: Yes. Okay, so novel "The Idiot" by Dostoevsky has always been my favorite <laughs> novel of I love all that. time. It's very operatic, if you want to read it. <laughs> it has, it's a very, it's like an epic story and very passionate. And anyway, a great, one of the best anti-heroine of all time. Her name is Nastasia Filipovna. Mm. Amazing story. That's for drama. Um, <laughs> I like talent is overrated a lot. Talent is overrated. Oh, talent uh, is
0: overrated.
2: It, yes. It talks about um, how, um, how practicing how, practi- how important is practicing and getting enough time? It's good to read that one. Um, yeah. what like skills it, over talent type of mindset? Is that... Yes, also. And how much... Th- they, they talked about... They gave a famous example of Mozart, how everybody thinks he was like this gen- genius. But they calculated... They have this formula that they say you have to have... How many hours of practice or experience... Right right and they calculated that from the time mozart started playing until the time that he was famous he, he had it done he had right. those hours in so i like that mindset i mean it's not yeah. black and white i like to read about singers just about their lifestyles there's so many books old books i like to go to old well when they had old bookstores and like look for books about singers and how they talking about how they started their career it's really inspiring that is yeah.
1: that is super fun. So Karin, do you have a dream role?
2: Uh, I would say Amelia in Umbalo in mascara. Oh yeah,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. Butterfly.
2: I love Butterfly. Mm-hmm. I love that story. Butterfly, and uh, I really love Aida. I really love yeah. Aida. It's such a beautiful opera. It's so special.
1: Karin, we have one more question for you. Something that we'd like to start asking our. Um, Guess, contestants, so, something that we would like to ask our exactly. Contestants,
2: remember, remember the actors. Sorry to disturb you. You know, yeah. the actor studio they had these questions in the end. The uh, James Lipton always asked the content, the people he would interview. Yeah, you can look it up in the actor studio like your favorite swear word, favorite <laughs> noise, favorite smell. Something like this. I love that. Sorry, I interrupted you.
1: So, so, in episode 23, we talked to Karen Cargill and and Mariah and I have both been working with her a little bit and she's been talking to um she's been talking to me about finding joy in singing just like because I get down to the technique of working 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 and sometimes I forget why I even enjoy singing in the first place and why I decided to be a singer and so I decided I want to start asking you and our other our future guests what helps you to find joy in singing and what what is that like for you
2: I think it's it's going to sound so banal but really it's when you sing and then people are happy and you cause them joy or elation you know just to see them that's so that's such a great feeling you know because you remember the time where you were in the audience and somebody did something and you're yeah. like oh, it's to see that somebody was able to enjoy something, that's like that's why you do it. You know, I mean, that gives you so much.
1: Is it possible to experience that during COVID? I think a lot of singers are struggling yeah. a little bit because we, we feel isolated. Yeah.
2: You know what? I the answer for me is if I don't feel it in singing, you have to feel it in everything, not just in singing. <laughs> if you don't practice giving. In everyday life, you can't really do it in just in singing. Yeah. So find this feeling in other things. And I promise you, singing will be blessed. I love that,
0: Karine. Thank you so much for taking your time to talk with us today. I love you and I love learning from you.
2: (laughs) What? I love learning from you guys. (laughs) I really appreciate it. I I am appreciative of uh, this. Very thank you.
1: so friends out in the audience thank you for joining us we want you to remember that you're powerful and you get to create your career you have the ability to have a long and healthy career if you take care of yourself not and not just your voice but your emotions and your health along the way your voice is powerful we need your creative artistic self out in the world so with that stop waiting in the wings go out and take the stage my friends in, in lupo Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera podcast.
2: We love hearing
0: from you, so please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material.